Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Parents are, you know, shuffling their kids to extracurriculars and this and that and sports games and recitals. And it's it's hard for families to find that time. And so, yeah, that contributes to a lot of the instances of families just eating out on the go, whether it's fast food, counter service or a sit down restaurant. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor and southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. If you've been feeling guilty about how often you eat in restaurants, it's time to stop being so hard on yourself and start eating out smarter. Today's guest will show us how. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. A generation ago, eating out was a special treat. But these days, Americans eat and drink a third of our calories away from home. That's according to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Now, splurging on foods laden with calories, fat, salt, and sugar once in a while probably isn't so bad. But doing so day after day can take its toll, says Sherry Brezen. She's the Family and Consumer Sciences Agent at the UF IFAS Pasco County Extension Office. As many of us set our sights on eating healthier in the new year, Sherry chatted with me about small changes that can help us avoid overindulging in restaurants. I'm Sherry Brezen, and I am the Family and Consumer Sciences Agent at the Pasco County Extension Office. Basically, all that means is I do financial education and health education out in the community. So you wrote an article for the IFAS website titled, Make Eating Out a Healthier Experience. What got you thinking about this topic? Actually, this article, it already existed in the publication database, and it was really old and outdated. So I was on a team with other coworkers, and we were deciding what should we focus on revising and updating. And this was one of them. And I really liked this topic. A lot has changed in the world of dining out over the past several years. What are some of those things? What made this article one that you knew you had to update? Well, for starters, the FDA now requires restaurants of chains of 20 or more to now include calorie amounts on all of the items on their menus. So that started as of 2018, and this article was before that. So that is something that is helpful for us as consumers as we are going out and about and eating out, that we can use this number to make hopefully healthier decisions when we are eating on the go. Okay. When I eat out, which is not very often, I don't want to think about the calorie count or whether it's fried. I just want to like enjoy myself. So what's wrong with that? That's a good question. And in fact, I was just reading the latest study that came out on this and it was saying that unfortunately it's not working as well as they thought. Of course, it's still kind of a new law. So maybe 
longer term, we would see more impacts. But a lot of people are saying what you're saying, and they're just like, yeah, I'm not really paying attention to that. I think it's kind of like the food label when we're grocery shopping, like it's there, but not everyone's going to look at it or pay attention to it. So going back to your question, what's wrong with that? The main thing that's wrong with it is if you're eating out very frequently, because when you are eating out that food outside the home is typically going to be higher in calories, sodium and fat. And of course, that all leads to all these metabolic diseases that we're seeing and higher obesity rates. So it's when it's too much of a habit and you're not paying attention and you're eating on the go a lot that it can lead to health issues down the line. Are we eating out more? We are. These days, yes. They say that now the average American is eating up to one third of their calories outside the house every day, which is a lot. Of course, when we think back to decades ago, it was not like that. Usually it was just one, typically the father was at work and then the mom could stay at home and cook. Now both parents are working and it's, it's hard. Parents are very busy. Parents are shuffling their kids to extracurriculars and this and that and sports games and recitals. And it's it's hard for families to find that time. And so, yeah, that contributes to a lot of the instances of families just eating out on the go, whether it's fast food, counter service or a sit down restaurant. Yeah, that's wild. When I was a kid, it was a treat to go to like McDonald's or Burger King. Mm -hmm. And my parents would even bring their own fruit. (laughs) So we might get like something from McDonald's, but then we also had like our apple slices that my mom brought from home. And we would get pizza only on our birthday. My birthday and my brother's birthday was when we would order pizza. And now I order pizza like once a month. Wow. I know. Wow. That's wild. (laughs) See, people would think your your childhood was so deprived (laughs) compared to now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My kids would not want to be Delia as a child. So I hear what you're saying. We are eating out more, so we can't just splurge and throw caution to the wind because we're doing it too frequently to do that, most of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it's once in a while, have at it. Don't worry about the calories. Because, you know, those calories are going to add up on the alcohol, the appetizers, the dessert. If you're just, if this is a once in a while thing, if it's a special outing, get together, celebration, you don't have to pay attention, right? Moderation is everything. But if you're always going out on your lunch breaks, if you're always stopping for coffee and muffins for breakfast, when it's that very frequent, almost daily occurrence, that it can, of course, lead to health issues. So let's talk about some strategies. What should we be doing before we even get to the restaurant? Well, for starters, know how many calories you need per day. Because again, with this number now on menus, the calorie amounts now being on the menus and the menu boards, use that to your advantage. People should pay attention to it. But if you don't know how many calories you need, it might not be helpful. And that could be why that there's studies out there coming out recently where people are just like, yeah, I don't pay attention to it because they just might not know what to do with that knowledge. So knowing where to start. So if you go to 
myplate.gov, there's actually a little thing on their homepage because everyone's calories are different depending on their stage of life and gender and all that. So it'll give you a list of questions that you fill out. How active are you, your age, your weight, your height, and it'll tell you how many calories you should be getting per day. And of course, it's a, a rough estimate. It might not be exact, but start there and that'll give you at least an idea of where you need to be. The food labels are based off a 2000 calorie numbers. So let's just say you're at 2000 and you're eating something and you're stopping at a restaurant and it's 1200 calories for the dish, that will tell you, "Mm, that's more than what I need. Maybe I should find something else. So I always say just at the very least, know what you need. And that's not just for eating out. That's for cooking at home too, because we have the food labels on products and it's, it's wise to use those too to our advantage. And then restaurants, too, will have all the health information on their website. So you can look at their menu in advance, see what those calories are, and then even click around on their website. It'll break down how much sodium, how much fat, everything. You'll see it on there. Man, the thing I want is always the 1,200 calorie item. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants the uh, salad with the dressing on the side. What do you think about the restaurants that have like the skinny menus or they might have like a little leaf to indicate that this is a healthier option. Should we be steering ourselves towards those? Yeah. Again, in moderation. So if you're frequently eating out, try to pay more attention to those. So yeah, I've seen them label it as like the lighter menu or the heart healthy option. Restaurants are keeping up with trends and people do want to be healthier. Maybe they have a health condition or whatever the case may be. They're just trying to eat healthier. So yeah, there's definitely that little section on the menu. Like you said, the little leaf, that'd be a little heart. There's something to indicate that it's on the lighter side as in lighter calories. So if you're going to be eating out a lot, definitely look at those options. Don't disregard them or think, oh, healthy must not be tasty because it is. It's going to still be delicious. They don't, a restaurant's not going to put something on their menu that's not going to sell. So even if it's healthy, go for it. Okay. So we went online ahead of time. We looked at the menu. We chose a restaurant that has some healthy options, probably not a buffet. That doesn't seem like a great idea. We're now at the restaurant. What should we be looking for or what should we be asking the server to make sure we're staying on track, especially people with New Year's resolutions and things like that? You don't want to get off track so quickly. Right. Yeah. So especially if you know with the New Year, going back to another study I was reading, they say that the holiday weight gain isn't so much the problem. It's the fact that we're not losing it going into the new year. So for people that are trying to get the year off on the right track and you're, again, you don't have to completely eliminate eating out, but just being smart about it. There's some keywords that will really help you. So if the menu, maybe, maybe it's not a big chain, so they're not under that FDA law where they have to list out the calorie amounts. Maybe you don't have that information to guide you. You can still look at, like I said, the keywords. So if you're seeing something that says breaded, cheesy, smothered, pan fried, deep fried, right? These are going to be your clues as to, well, this is maybe not the healthiest 
and look for words that might say grilled, broiled, steamed, right? Those are going to be your clue words that it's on the healthier side. And then as far as what to ask your server, again, you can just ask, what can this be substituted with? Can this be prepared in a different way? Can this be, can this sauce be off on the side? Is this breaded or fried? And if so, can it be grilled, etc.? You, you can ask your server all kinds of stuff and they want to be accommodating, right? They're in the service industry to provide good service. So as long as you're within reason and not rewriting the whole menu, you know, I think (laughs) they'll do what they can within whatever they're at, at their disposal to make sure that you're having what you're requesting. Man, when you were just saying the words like breaded, battered, deep fried, those words make my mouth water. These restaurants know what they're doing. It makes me like I don't know. It makes me just want to stay home because it's like a David and Goliath situation and they're going to win or I'm going to get the salad and then I'm going to order dessert. Yeah. And again, once in a while, have fun, have at it, have that breaded, fried, whatever, but just don't make it a daily habit. Yeah. And when you do make it a daily habit, your taste buds change. So then when you are eating something healthier or cooking at home, you want it to taste like it did in the restaurant. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your palate can definitely change if you're exposing it to enough of a certain flavor. So it, it could get used to excess sodium for sure if you're constantly eating out. We only need 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day. That's about a teaspoon. So if you as I said before, you can go online and they'll have all this information. And and I do a class on this too. P- people will look at menus and people will find out that their, their go-to pasta dish or burger has th- over 3,000 milligrams of sodium. So it's more than what they need an entire day in just that one meal. So unfortunately, the menu is not going to have it. You do got to click around on the website a bit to find that information, but it's there. And that's another thing you can do. Like if you were diagnosed with hypertension, but you're going to eat out, go ahead and look in advance how much sodium is going to be in the, your, your typical go-to dishes when you go out. Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. What are some other mistakes you see people making? Maybe people who've taken your class, like you said, they didn't realize their favorite menu item was blowing them out of the water in terms of what their doctor has told them to do. What are some of the other big mistakes you see people making when we eat out? Well, one thing I would say is a lot of us use servings and portions interchangeably, and they're actually two different things. So a serving would be a predetermined amount, and then a portion is just 
your choice what what you're eating. Now, when you're at a restaurant, you have a little bit less of a choice other than, of course, you can have a stopping point as you're eating, but you don't really control the size of the plates and how much spaghetti gets scooped onto that plate and stuff like that. So knowing, again, just knowing the differences and going back to that My Plate website where it tells you how much calories you need in a day, it'll actually tell you how many ounces or cups you should be getting of protein and grains and dairy. And of course, when we're grocery shopping and cooking at home, it's a lot easier because we have that food label to use. But when we're eating out, we don't really have much help. Again, we're just whatever's getting served in front of us. So just kind of having some kind of visual that you can use, like they say a fist, if you make a fist, it would be a cup fingertip would be a teaspoon, right? So just kind of knowing these things going in would be a big help so that you're not getting too much, right? Your portion might be too much, but what can you do to to just kind of limit? So making sure maybe your sauce isn't more than a couple of teaspoons or whatever the case may be, just kind of knowing, getting these visuals down too, because when you're, you don't have measuring cups at the restaurant, so it's hard to really tell how much you're eating. How do we stop ourselves from eating? Because it's so good. It's a plate full of, for me, probably pasta. And if it's in front of me, I do want to eat it all. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of us. We It's hard to kind of have a firm stopping point. So one thing you can do, you can just ask once that food comes out for a to-go box and then just immediately whether it's cutting that sandwich in half, that burger in half, that pasta in half, and then putting the rest in that to-go box and just pretending it's not there. (laughs) And then (laughs) you got to have some discipline, right? There's a little bit of discipline involved. But if doing that is one way that you can try to make sure that you're you're not overindulging and keeping those portions in check. You can split it too with the person you're dining out with. If you all like the same thing. You can split it in half that way. And then there's no having to pretend it's not there. It's really not there. They, <laughs> they're eating it. So that that's another way too. And also if you can just ask if certain substitutes could be more on the healthier side. So instead of French fries, could it be seasonal vegetables or a little side salad? That could be one way to not feel as guilty if you do eat the whole main dish that maybe your side dish was at least a little bit healthier. Okay. These are good tips, especially like sharing, because then you're, as you said, it's actually not there. A lot of times I'll let my kids pick what they want to order and I won't order anything because I know they're not going to finish their Mm. food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We end up sharing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's smart. Cause yeah, a lot of parents will put on weight because they're eating their meal and then their kids meal that they didn't finish. and I mean, the the grilled cheese and fries is more delicious than what I was going to order. And I would eat mine and theirs anyway. So I might as well (laughs) just share with them. (laughs) Right. There you go. (laughs) Do you have any more just small changes we can make to be more mindful of what we're eating? Well, for being more mindful, again, knowing how much calories you need in a day that's your starting point. It's like a budget. Like, what's your starting point? What numbers are you working with? It's the same thing with any kind of health and nutrition goals. So knowing that and knowing portion sizes, serving sizes, not overindulging, 
not letting yourself get hungry prior to eating out because a lot of people will do that. They'll say, oh, well, especially if it's a buffet, they will say, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to eat all day. Then they overdo it and then they eat way more calories than they need in that day. And they say it roughly takes 3,500 calories to burn a pound of fat. And so I'll tell people, okay, 3,500 calories Divide that by seven for seven days in a week. Okay, so 500, if you're eating 500 calories extra per day, that's how we start to see that very slow weight gain week by week by week. So if you're eating out a lot, that can certainly contribute to that. You can be getting more than 500 calories over per day than what you need. And that, again, can lead to weight gain and like I said, starting off the new year, you have some of that holiday weight gain that now isn't coming off and then you're just adding from there. So being just totally aware, it's, it's just part of being a consumer. Unfortunately, it's just just paying attention, having that mindfulness when you're eating and just knowing what you're putting on your plate and in your body. Yeah, I've heard it said you can't out-train a bad diet. <laughs> it's so easy to consume the calories and then it takes so much work to burn them off. Yes, oh, I know. I like your idea of thinking of it as a budget, but as you said, I definitely do this. If I know I'm going to a party later or if it's a big holiday meal, I'm sort of saving that budget. Like my family's getting ready to take a trip. And so when we're at the store, I tell my kids like, save your money because you're going to want it for the trip. And I feel like as adults, that's what we're trying to do with our calories, sugar, salt, fat. So is there like an appropriate snack that we could have so that we don't overindulge because we're just so hungry by the time we get to the restaurant? So fiber and protein are going to be your friends when it comes to being satisfied and feeling full, but not overdoing it to the point where you're not going to want to eat within a few hours. So I like to always get a little handful of mixed nuts and some fruit. So there's my protein, there's my fiber, and then uh, it can hold me over f until that, that bigger meal, that, that outing, that holiday meal, whatever it is. So sticking with that, have that protein and fiber because the protein will make you feel full. The fiber takes longer to pass through. So it's in your stomach for longer. And you'll notice that you're not craving or getting as hungry sooner than when you would want to, or to the point where now you're at the restaurant and then you blow your calorie limit for the day because you let yourself get so hungry. Okay, we talked about what's on the plate, but what about what's in our cup? Can you give us some guidelines for beverages? Yeah, so obviously sodas and alcoholic drinks, anything with juice, you know, anything fruity, it's going to have a lot of calories. So you want to be aware too of drinking your calories again, because it all adds up and the menus will have this, I believe listed out as well. So obviously we tell people stick with water. It's free of calories, but for some people it's just too plain. They can't do it. So if you want fizz, you can go with a club soda if you want a little bit of flavor, you can obviously put some lemon or lime in that drink, in that water or in that club soda. But yeah, definitely paying attention because those sodas, there's no nutritional value. It's You're just filling up on liquid calories and it's not doing anything to nourish you. Okay. So Sherry, I have to ask, what's your favorite restaurant meal? Do you have one? My goodness. Uh, I would say, yeah, anything pasta. I, I just... 
I love spaghetti. <laughs> I call myself the carb queen. I do. I, I really do love any kind of spaghetti type dish. So uh, I was trying to think. I went out recently and yeah, I mean, there were so many options and I was like, I just got to go with the spaghetti. And actually I used everything that I was talking about because it had like a creamy sauce and I asked for it to be more of a tomato based sauce. So it was less creamy. And then I asked for extra vegetables to try to get a little bit more fiber and color on my plate. So, and they did, they accommodated, right? Like I said, though, restaurants are very friendly about that kind of stuff, especially these days where everybody's got a diet or an allergy or something going on, right? They're, they're not going to say no, again, within reason. You're so good. Well, I'm also a carb queen. I say I live in a house of carbs. So you and I could go out to dinner and split a pasta dish. We could, yes. And it would be less calories and sodium. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Do you have any other tips? You've given us so many good guidelines here. Any other tips? Well, again, check out myplate.gov. Get your calorie numbers from there as a starting point. And again, there's also lots of stuff too on tips for eating out on CDC and the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute has some other tips on there too. Kids Health has some tips on how to get kids to eat healthier. So there's there's tons of stuff out there. And, and when you're eating out too, if on my article, it mentions different cuisines. So like Chinese food, Italian food, Mexican food, it has like a this or that kind of thing. So like, for example, for Italian food, instead of a casserole dish or a cheesy filled dish, can you get like a pasta primavera with vegetables or in a white or red clam sauce, right? So just finding different ways to make things just a little bit on the healthier side. Because again, moderation is key. So if you're going to eat out a lot, try to make it more on the healthier side. Okay. And you can always be like my parents and bring your own fruit. (laughs) (laughs) That would get looks today. Do they still do that? (laughs) I'm not even going to throw them under the bus. (laughs) Sherry, thank you so much for these tips. It was great to talk to you again. Thanks so much for having me on. Sherry Bresen is the Family and Consumer Sciences Agent at the UF IFAS Pasco County Extension Office. Thanks to Sherry for those great tips on eating in restaurants. And if you love snacking at home, and who doesn't, then check out my previous conversation with Sherry and her colleague in an episode titled, How to Snack Smarter. You can find that conversation wherever you're listening to this episode or at thezestpodcast.com. I'm Dalia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas and Alexandria Ebron. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2024, part of the NPR Network.